0: Hello, everyone, and inside today's Locked On Canadians, the injury curse is back in full force with two more long term injuries, another prospect recall from the AHL, and the Thanksgiving Day dinner draft and more inside today's show.
1: You are Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 959 of Locked on Canadian. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to enter that today. I am one of your hosts. I am Scott and I'm joined as always by the Active Stick, Laura Seva, and we together are... Locked On Canadians, your daily Montreal Canadiens podcast, part of the Locked On podcast, where you get your team every single day, wherever you get your daily podcast, Google, Apple, Spotify, or if you are watching Our Faces on youtube.com as well. And Laura, we we were going to record a little bit earlier in the day, and then it's like, wait, well, we have to wait for the news to drop. And the news that dropped was not good. And before we tell everyone about that, the vibes are suddenly not very good in Montreal, and I don't think I'm imagining that in the slightest.
1: Everyone is injured. Literally everyone.
0: Well, I, I mean, not everyone, but everyone who is injured is out a lot a, a length of time. Unfortunately, obviously Kirby Doc's done for the year and uh, David Tavar is actually probably not too far off from returning based on that six to eight week timeline, I think. Mm-hmm. But joining David Savard and Kirby Doc on the injured list today are forward Raphael, Harvey Pinard, and Jordan Harris. Jordan Harris is out what they're calling indefinitely, uh, with a lower body injury. And Rafael Harvey Pinard was put on IR. He is out six to eight weeks, uh, based on the Canadian's own medical report. Today we're gonna get into the recalls and what's happening with that coming up next. But my, my big question with all of this is, and my concern that comes from all of this, is both of these players were day-to-day when they originally injured. Rafael Harvey Pernard, I believe it was, I don't think it was Vegas. Like, maybe it was the Arizona game where he took a hit along the boards, didn't look good, missed a couple of games, and they're arrested, came back you know, was out of the lineup for a little bit in and out. And then all of a sudden he's out six to eight weeks. Like, and then Jordan Harris was day to day with, I believe it was an upper body injury. I might be mistaking that. And that he played in games recently. He came on this trip because he was supposedly healthy enough to keep playing here. Arbor Jack, was still back in Montreal, did not make this trip. Jordan Harris went along. That's why they only recalled. Uh, One defenseman at the time when they recalled Jaden Struble. And now all of a sudden it's indefinite to which what the hell happened? Like, why is this happening again? And I don't, I don't want to be panicking like, and it's all the medical staff's fault. It's this and it's that. But at the same time, something, the math's not mathin'. And there's a lot of real bad feelings around this that remind me a lot of the last two years where, no, they're good. And then all of a sudden, nope, they they are not good. They are anything but good at this point.
1: I think the Montreal Canadiens and their medical staff need to stop listening to the players when the players say, I'm good, I'm good, I can play. I think that's the biggest thing. There is no other reason why day-to-day uh, will turn into a long term injury. They're not in the playoffs. Like, I don't even condone that in the playoffs. They're in at the beginning of a rebuild season. Let a guy sit out a few guy- games. Make him stay, like, make him stay a healthy, sorry, not a healthy scratch. Make him stay out of the game as much as you possibly can. Like, if you're day to day, it means you've tweaked something. It means you've bruised something. It means you're well on your way to being more injured. So, the other possibility obviously is that like based on the way the player's presenting, um, they might think that it's not a serious injury and then they run some tests like an x-ray or whatever. And they find out that it's more serious than previously thought. Maybe the player doesn't feel that much pain, but then it's something that's like, you know, there's a fracture or something. Uh, So there's like two possibilities, but I think the medical staff need to be overruling the players. I think that's the most important thing because there's absolutely no need for any of these players to be sacrificing their health, to be playing in like, Literally November of a season that we know is not a playoff season. I don't get it.
0: And that's my part of it. Like, is it the players who are like, no, I'm good. And they're just trusting them in this. Like there's a hierarchy of people who are listening who need to be listened to and things. And like when it comes to the medical thing, not the players, not the coaches, the medical staff should be having this. And I'm just so curious that they got on a plane, flew out there with everybody and then all of a sudden, nope. It, it, was it something that with the altitude and the flying like aggravated it that made it very clearly seem this isn't good? If Is that a thing that happens? I don't know. I'm not some a medical.
1: Get, yeah, no, some people get swelling. Some people get clots. So when they're flying, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. And also I've heard that like sometimes um, your pain can be exacerbated by the altitude so like, let's say you have a broken something, Um, it can be, it can hurt worse. So I think it's entirely possible that it was something that just became worse due to the flight or not became worse, like materialized beca- due to the flight. Like it was something that was already there, but they didn't see it until that time.
0: And I think that's part of it too, is that it's like, Harris's is definitely the one that I'm more concerned about. Harvey Penard very clearly had something that's bruised up, strained, sprained whatever it was from the hits he took in that Arizona game because he never looked quite right after that. And he and I still don't think Mike Matson was 100% when he came back either, but he did the I'm good enough to play like 80%, I'm good to go and that's not good enough kind of thing. I the the indefinite nature of Jordan Harris being out this long is is kind of worrying to me at that point cuz he's the he's one of those stabilizing players that they can move around. And he can play a lot of different roles and do a lot of different things. And while I like Jaden Struble and I like, you know, Jonathan Kovacevic and Caden Gooley and everything, removing what is not a load-bearing piece that would be Caden Gooley or Mike Matheson from this defense, but removing one of those stabilizing pieces in a Jenga tower. And now instead of it kind of being, you know, nice and upright here, it's kind of doing that weird little like wiggle back and forth where you're standing at the table going, is it going to fall? Is it going to stay? And I don't like the indefinite nature of things because it's never led to good things for this team. What it is is an opportunity for somebody, though, whether that be Jaden Struble, whether that be Jonathan Savage, whether that be, you know, even Justin Barron, etc. Like there are guys that need to step up now in his stead here. And It's asking a lot of some guys who have struggled this year, but somebody needs to fill that void there. And I'm hoping Jaden Struble can be that guy, pair him up with Kovacevic, let him run there. But until David Savard is back and Jordan Harris, we get an actual answer on what is going on here. It's going to be a little bit nervous because the Canadians are getting low on legitimate NHL quality defensemen to put in this lineup right now. And, it sounds mean, but that's the truth here.
1: No, it's the absolute truth. And I think that's that's kind of the issue is that we've realized now the lack of depth at this moment in time. That doesn't mean that it's always going to be that way. But r- right now, there's, there's not enough NHL-ready players, I think, that are there, and that are healthy.
0: Yes, and that's the thing is they're missing not too many at the AHL level, but they are down to... Not many that can be called up or that I think would be fitting for this because they made, you know, their next recall from the rocket there. And we're going to discuss, you know, who that was, what that means for the rocket, who's left and all that coming up in our next segment. But first, today's show is also brought to you by Sleeper and a new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. We're hoping Cole Caulfield can hit 50 points. The Leafs are hoping that this is their year for a Stanley Cup, whether it's real or not. And you could win big with playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy Hockey app of the Locked On NHL Network, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. You know, you're looking for players who are going to score a lot of goals. Pick anyone playing against the Oilers against the Canadians on this road trip here. That includes Anaheim. That includes... Somehow, maybe the Sharks bet the over on goals in that game. Bet on Cole Coffield to break his duck in that one. And if hockey's not your thing, you can also bet on the MLB, NBA, the NFL, and college football on Sleeper as well. You can play with friends. There's a group team chat function. Connect with your other fans, and your entries can be made in under a minute. All you have to do is pick a handful of players who will record more or less than their sleeper projections and goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. And to win 100 times your bet, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me have, fans. You can win 100 times your money playing Daily Fantasy Hockey with Sleeper, so start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Just use promo code NHL and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and condition apply. That's code NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. And as I said off the top of the show, today's show is also brought to you by your friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. The NFL season is running deep. The playoffs are starting to take shape, and all sorts of fun, crazy things are happening. And right now, if you want to get in on that action, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning five dollar moneyline bet on FanDuel, that's 150 bucks if your team wins. That's it. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Yep, super easy to use, and when you win, you can cash out immediately. You can bet on spreads, player props, over/unders, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com/lockedon and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL, and us here at Locked On. We are back here at Lockdown Canadians. We are unfortunately dealing with what is the return of the injury curse. Is this returning or what was the third Fast and the Furious movie? Was that Tokyo Drift? Yep. We're Fast and the Furious, Longi Drift for the, the injury curse. Do
1: you mean uh, Longi?
0: Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> I, I'm from Western New York, for God's sakes. The fact that I got close, I think, is a benefit to me. <laughs> so... I'm sure someone will be very mad in the comments about this. We should do a show where I just name Montreal suburbs and see how, uh, just you post it. You hang it. You, you put oh it up. Oh my on God. Screen.
1: That's going to be your thing. When you do the hot ones, I'm just going to give you a list of Quebec cities.
0: Why would town. you do
1: that to me? What? You, you said that you would do it if we hit 3000, then we hit yeah, 3000. Thanks everybody. Well, <laughs> well, when we
0: do the next one, then we're going to have also make you do trivia challenge or uh geography challenge too which is still one of my favorite things so (laughs) you you can make me try and figure out where valdor or well how to pronounce valdor but i'm gonna make you point out where edmonton is on a map so (laughs) for everyone who thinks we're being mean to each other this is a loving friendship here that we've had since day one anyways back to the main point here the canadians made their next recall i thought they were also going to recall a forward because they were down one they have 12. They have a starting lineup of forwards right now. Yes, the and Michael Pezzetta are back in on the fourth line with Jake Evans. They made a call to recall a defenseman because Jack, I was not traveling and Jordan Harris obviously now out indefinitely. And they went with Matthias Norlander of the Laval Rocket, which is we and isn't. An, hmm? We love him. Yes. And it both is and isn't a surprise, I think. Uh, What we talked about in the, in the episode yesterday was a lot of guys who had very strong preseasons haven't put it up, put up a good regular season with the rocket so far. Jaden Struble did very well, obviously earned his first call up honors. Norlander looked great in the preseason and looked good early on with the rocket. And then has slowly kind of fallen off a little bit, whether it's a confidence thing or what, but I was kind of surprised that this was him and not them. Maybe just selecting a body for this trip, uh, a Brady keeper, a Nicola Baudin, etc. I got to ask Laura, is this a last chance saloon kind of thing for Matthias Norlander? Or is this a, hey, we need the bodies. This is not a make or break kind of call up for him.
1: Honestly, like, I was just about to say, like, how glad I am that he seems to have kind of rewritten his story a little bit. Uh, last year, he was kind of an afterthought. Like, I don't think people thought that he factored into the Canadians at all. Now he's getting this opportunity. He kind of clawed his way back into the conversation. But that's all, right? Like, he earned himself a spot in the conversation. And what he does with it now, I think, is is key. Bearing in mind, obviously, that the rest of the team isn't, you know, isn't particularly stellar at the moment. If he does the most with the least that he's given, even if he doesn't achieve certain milestones or whatever in the next couple of games, I'm still happy with him making the effort and really leaving it all on the ice, if that makes sense.
0: And that's the thing is because they are now up to Matheson, Barron, Gouli, Kovacevic. Struble, Norlander, that's what, six defensemen? Am, who am I missing in here? Because Jack Eyes injured. Harris is out. I feel like I'm missing a, a regular defenseman in here.
1: Savard's I'm, also
0: out. Savard's also out. Chris Weidman's also out. Oh, we do only have six defensemen. So there they you. would have had just six with... Am I missing somebody?
1: Hold on. Say them again. Ghoulie.
0: So we have Matheson, Barron... Guly Kovačević, Strubel Norlinder. That is six. Why do I feel like I'm missing somebody in here? You are. I don't, I don't think I am. Am I?
1: Oh my god! This is to a the Habs roster. To where you h- get your team every day.
0: But... Uh, oh Gustav Lindstrom. Okay, so one. It's Gustav. Right. Lindstr- so like. Oh, okay. Right.
1: Like, yeah. Number seven guy.
0: Someone. <laughs> someone is in their car screaming Gustav Lindstrom at us right now. Which I apologize. It's. It Listen, is the week of a holiday. So, like yeah,
1: it's been a long, long day. Um, And honestly, it's it's Gustav Lindstrom. If it was like, even if it was Chris Weidman, I wouldn't forgive us. But it's Lindstrom. So, yeah.
0: yeah. So they have seven defensemen on this trip now. And one of three of them are AHL call ups like Gustav Lindstrom's probably not an NHL defenseman. We don't know what Struble and Norlander yet. But that leaves the rocket now with on NHL deals. Brady Keeper is one. Logan Mayu is two. William Trudeau is three. Nicola Baudin is four. Uh, that is it for, I believe, their NHL contracted defensemen. Then they also have Toby paquette Bisson and Olivier Galapo That gives them six. They are down, they are out of spare defensemen, and they are on the road, probably leaving in the morning tomorrow and driving to Rochester. If they haven't already driven down hey. today.
1: You're gonna be there. Why don't you play de- defense for the Rocket?
0: But it couldn't be any worse at this point, to be honest. <laughs> so, like, I one, I would also just get in fights if I'm being very, very honest with it. Um, I'm wondering if they can try to recall somebody, but if they're gonna call anyone from the ECHL, I, I don't think it's gonna be possible at this point because I believe the Lions are at home, and if the Rocket have already left, they would have needed to have claimed somebody. I assume they would have brought in like Miguel Torini or Christopher Miser Ortiz with them, but they're light on bodies now because injuries are absolutely brutal across the board there. And with the way the injury bug's shaping out, I'm wondering if the Canadians are going to run with 12 forwards, keep their seven defensemen that if there's an injury or they want to, they can run an 11, seven alignment. And then when they get back to Montreal, recall a forward from the AHL, which I assume would likely be Yoel Armia. And I know people are going to be like Joshua, Joshua Watt. I'm like, yes, if they are determined to get a top six forward in there, I think War Farrell are their best options for that. But if they're looking in the bottom six, I'm assuming it'll be yo Armia. I would love to see it be Xavier Simeno just because I want to see that feisty little guy go out there in some of these games and bring some spark to that fourth line with Michael Pizzetta. But I don't love that we're already to the point that it's like, well, we got to take all the good players from the rocket because the Canadians need them. We are, it is November 21st. The season is, what, a month old at this point, month and a half old. I don't like that we are at that point already, but I'm not panicking to, it's not panic thinking to look at this and be like, well, they're not far off from taking the good prospects out of the AHL at this point, right?
1: No, not at all. And here's the thing, like, you have to remember that, Whoever deserves to be the call up isn't necessarily the person who's going to get called up because it's based on team need at this point. So if the Canadians choose to call up somebody like like Yoel Armia or, or Xavier simono over Arurar or Farrell, it's it's simply because of what the fit is. It's not because who deserves it and who doesn't, or because they think that Yoel Armia is better than either of those two guys it's literally based on the, like the fit and the plan. So like, from my perspective, I'm happy with either one.
0: And I think that's kind of my big thing too, is that it's like, let's, let's give guys opportunities. I mean, I want them to be put in the best situation to succeed, but unfortunately a lot of call-ups are in a situation where things are just not where they're going to be at. Uh, with seven defensemen, I imagine they'll rotate piece out. Struble's inviting his parents to, uh, they're on their way to California. So it is, he is playing against Anaheim as far as everything goes there. I assume Norlander will probably be the healthy scratch in that game just because he's late traveling, getting there. And as much as I want to see him play, that makes perfect sense to me is that he's not going to be the one in the lineup for that right now. Uh, we will obviously keep you posted. There is a game Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Why there are no games on Tuesday night, the end the, – There's a whole thing about the scheduling that I don't feel like going into because there's only five NHL arenas that are open and a bunch of teams that didn't want to play back-to-backs the week of American Thanksgiving. Dumbest league in the world. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. So Laura will have plenty of that later on this week because I will be off celebrating American Thanksgiving. And with real Thanksgiving right around the corner here, I thought, let's end the show with something fun. We've been talking about injuries and everything else happening. We're going to do the Locked Canadians Thanksgiving Dinner Draft here. Six options, one coach, coach, and that's all coming up next. But first, today's show is also brought to you by our friends at BetterHelp. It's, it's the end of the year. It's the holiday, daylight savings. It's darker earlier. It's cold. It's rainy. It's snowy. It is wet. It is sometimes a struggle for a lot of us at this time of year. It's stressful. There's a lot of anxiety. And you know what? You can add something new and positive to your life to counteract some of those feelings. And therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress and change and something to look forward to, to help you feel grounded and to give you the tools to manage everything going on. I started going to therapy in the last two years. It has been immensely, immensely helpful for me. It's helped me learn to manage the feelings of stress and overwhelmingness going on with the holiday season, with work, with sports, with family life, everything going on. It is also a it's always a good option there for you. And if you're thinking of starting therapy right now, we recommend you give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your own schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash nhl to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp h-e-l-p dot slash lockdown. We are back here at lockdown Canadians. It is the week of, and I'm going to keep saying this because I know it annoys Laura and potentially all of our Canadians or Canadian listeners. It is real Thanksgiving, not that fake one that was in October, September, October. Doesn't matter. It's not real. It's October,
1: it's... and I'm so mad because my my I was trying to unmute myself, and my mouse wasn't working, so I could yell at you. It's not just me. We had a listener that potentially unsubscribed because you called it real Thanksgiving.
0: I'm sorry. Ours was the real thing. <laughs> Hold on. Was wh- I'm going to Google this right now on the show? What came first, American Thanksgiving or Canadian? Oh crap. <laughs> Well, that's terrible. <laughs> so, some say the first Thanksgiving happened. Oh, that's just terrible. Well, that's fake because there's a man named Martin Frosh Frobisher. That's not real. It's fake, not real. Anyways,
1: fake news,
0: fake news, alternative facts. We we I I thought we'd have some fun today just to round out the episode here. And that, Laura and I haven't done a build your own lineup kind of thing in a while here, or build a build starting lineup thing. So, based on that, we are a hockey podcast. We will have six picks: so three forwards, two defensemen, one goaltender. And my thought is, so we'll do three side dishes or appetizers, two main courses, and or we'll do three appet- three side dishes, two appetizers, one. One main course dish, and then as the coach, either dessert or drink of your choice there. And Laura, given that I am a generous and benevolent co-host, I am giving you the first overall pick in this draft. Who are you you filling in? uh, And actually, don't keep it to the lineup. Pick your best six here, and I will give you the first overall pick here.
1: I know it's tempting to pick Turkey. Turkey does seem to be like the first overall pick, or like it should be, but I'm going to go with ham. A very nicely done ham. And so. <laughs> I went way off the board. I can hear Elliot Friedman shaking his head in the studio and asking questions about it. But I'm going with the ham. But like like the works, right? Like like an actual cooked ham with all the breading, with the mustard, with the seasoning, and then you slice it and it melts in your mouth. Like that's what I'm going with.
0: So for all of our listeners too, and I reference this a lot on our show, in the Thanksgiving Disasters episode of the Shutdown Fullcast, <laughs> I highly recommend it around the 50 minute mark, they discover the origins of night ham uh, at Thanksgiving, which actually is a pretty smart thing here. With my first overall pick, I am picking just the dark meat from turkey because dark meat is the superior meat of the turkey, no, and it's that not. is going to be my first overall pick.
1: No, it's not. Okay, so wait. wow,
0: no, don't tell me white just white, white meat is better meat than dark absorbs meat.
1: Absorbs the gravy better. No, because it's
0: dry. That's why.
1: <laughs> but don't you like the gravy? Like I like the gravy part of it. Not the, I can the have both because
0: I'm a man of culture. <laughs>
1: All right, wait, how many did you say now? I forgot. Okay, we get one main dish. We get, we one get six
0: dish? and then one as the coach. So right, the coach can be dessert. Dish. Huh? No, yeah. you can just pick whatever six items you want to make to make your ideal meal. So oh, you have appetizers, oh. side dishes, anything uh, in there.
1: Mashed potatoes.
0: Oh, that was actually going to be my second choice. So my second overall pick is going to be like actual classic cooked mac and cheese. Oh, that's good. Like good mac and cheese. I love a good mac and cheese. Carly's grandmother and Carly herself both make very good mac and cheese for Thanksgiving. So Laura is up to ham and mashed potatoes. I have dark meat and mac and cheese. Laura, who is your third pick in this draft?
1: This one's a tough one because I, like the ones that I like, I feel like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to say green bean.
0: Green bean casserole?
1: Yeah. No, no, not the green bean casserole. I don't, like, you guys do casseroles. Like, that's a white people thing. Like, the way that we do the green beans is that we saute them. And then we season them really well. And we have, like, a really good kind of dressing on them. So there's no, like, other, you know, it's not, it's, (laughs) we don't do. So it's, like, a green bean side. It's not a casserole. And it is delicious because it's got just the right amount of crunch. But it's cooked. Like, it's, like, really great textured. And it's really well seasoned. And we, like, put, like, slivered almonds and stuff when we're sauteing it. It's so good. And like, it's like sesame oil to finish it. It's, it's delicious. Anyway.
0: <laughs> so my third pick, I'm going to pick the thing that brings everything together at Thanksgiving. I'm picking gravy with my third pick
1: it's tough because i took the mashed potatoes now i got thing, nothing though. to put on the mashed potatoes
0: and, and the white meat you know like and that's is gravy brings everything together it is the great equalizer for thanksgiving ah your potatoes need a little bit of salt you just pour some gravy on there stuffing a little dry gravy turkey little overcooked gravy boom it is the great i consider taking gravy first overall just because that's who i am as a person but uh I think gravy is a good third pick. Who are you picking for? What are you picking fourth then? Stuffing. In the bird or out of bird stuffing.
1: Oh, out of bird stuffing.
0: How are you and I so different? <laughs> because I love in the bird stuffing like a no, lot. It's, it's so. the outer
1: like I, I I will admit to the fact that I'm much more successful at making the outer like the outer bird stuffing.
0: I guess, you know what, so I've got, what, this is the fourth picks. So I've got two plus the coach left. So I'm going to actually take the In the Bird stuffing here. Okay. Uh, just because I do need one of the other classic Thanksgiving things to tie this meal together a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take the In the Bird stuffing here.
1: Um, I don't know if you do this, but we always have a sweet potato and butternut squash soup um, as a first course or at whatever we call it. It's so good because we take... um. Uh, like the 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 shredded cheese that you use for nachos, like with the spiciness in it, like what it's like the Monterey Jack mix or whatever with the jalapeno, and then like we use that to finish the soup, and then that's what we have. So I'm I'm taking that, and I'm including the cheese because I'm cheating.
0: So I'm going to actually maybe go a little off board here and pick a dessert now. I'm gonna take pecan pie because that's a good one. I don't like pumpkin pie. Apple pie is a select thing for me, but I will always, always eat pecan pie. And so much so that Carly has to make two of them at Thanksgiving because we will eat one during the meal itself. And then one will be eaten later on that night.
1: Like um, afterwards, I approve. Like pecan pie is great. So I am also cheating a little bit because I am going to take apple pie, but I'm going to take the version my cousin makes, which is a baklava apple pie. Ooh, that does sound And good. it is like... so good.
0: So uh, we're down to what you have. I have two picks. left. So this is my last regular pick besides the coach. And with that, I'm going to take an appetizer. I'm going to take a classic shrimp cocktail.
1: That's a very good one. It's, um,
0: it's, it's <laughs> you can, perfect. You, can you get something light. You get a mm-hmm. little bit of spice in there and everything. that you can sit down. You come down in the morning because we do Thanksgiving lunch with Carly's family. And we do Thanksgiving dinner with mine that. In the morning there, that mid-morning kind of time, you're a little hungry. You don't want to get into heavy proteins, but you get a little shrimp cocktail, a little nice cocktail sauce, some zip in there. And I just, I love shrimp in general. So so Laura, you have ham, mashed potatoes, uh, out of the bird stuffing, the butternut squash soup, the uh, apple pie, pie baklava, apple baklava pie. Yeah. and so what- green beans.
1: And green beans. So, what do I have left? I have the coach.
0: You have the coach, which is the drink to tie it all together. What are you serving at Thanksgiving to tie it all together?
1: A cranberry cocktail.
0: Ooh, I was gonna say a nice semi-dry riesling. Uh, I, I I was going I didn't I, to
1: do that because that that's my answer for everything.
0: <laughs> but my thought with this is, is like it's hard to tie everything in because I thought, oh, a nice bourbon, but like okay. Not everyone wants a bourbon with turkey, but like afterwards with pecan pie or with ham, that Mm -hmm. late night ham sandwich with a little bit of honey mustard sauce and the bourbon goes great. But with this dinner proper itself, a nice effervescent semi-dry Riesling helps tie everything together. I could talk about all those for days and days and no one wants to hear that. So my final tally then is dark meat, mac and cheese, um, gravy, pecan pie, And in the bird stuffing, plus also a uh, Riesling Riesling to tie it all together. Folks, we need to let you, we need you, we will, Laura, will you tweet this out on the account uh, tomorrow morning (laughs) that people can vote on who had the better starting lineup of uh, dishes? You can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Canadians, follow Laura at the active stick, follow myself at Scott Matla. And if you are listening to us every single day of the week, which you should be wherever you get your daily podcast, you can also subscribe to Locked On Sports today on YouTube. The first 24-7 channel with all the input from the local experts and our national shows, 24-7 streaming all the time. So if you're missing out on anything, put it on. You will get your fill from the Locked On Podcast Network As always, folks, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. Obviously, Laura will be back. There will be no episode on Thursday with that being the holiday, but she will be back with a very special Friday mailbag. As always, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you all next time.